Previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. I'm Dr. Deborah Selter. I used to work at VH Labs. Dr. Selter, if the vibe of this lab is not your vibe anymore, that's great news for us. We were working on an insect that could be put anywhere on Earth and, and serve as a, a passive pollinator. We've been nearly attacked by a swarm of these creatures. We've, we've seen a friend torn apart by them. But this was more than science, wasn't it? There were specimens that were gathered and incorporated into the genome of the creature. These specimens exhibited what I would call unnatural abilities. Sounds like Death Beetle to me. <laughs> My hope is that if the queen is destroyed, it will either destroy the brood or it will, for lack of a better term, disable um, some of their uh, more uh, unnatural abilities that they seem to possess. I can't let you through uh, without an ID and without you signing in. Kurt lunges at the security guard and attempts to take a bite out of his neck. You actually fully take a bite out of this man's neck and it rips his throat out. I don't think that he can resist at this point. Ashland, Illinois, January 20th, 2008. Lisa leaned back in the seat of her car, pressing into it as if it were the only thing that could keep her upright. She put her left hand to her face, wiping off a buildup of sweat. 12.45 at night. She was supposed to have gone home almost five hours ago. But that's how some days went at the Quick Care Emergency Clinic. In the last month, it felt like more and more days were like this. 12-hour days turning into 16, 18, 24 straight hours. But when you were the most dependable doctor at the clinic, her thoughts trailed off for a moment as she stared past the building and the lights out into the Illinois sky. This wasn't how she expected her medical career to go. When she had received her MD six years ago, it felt like the world was her oyster. But then circumstances, family, life had all conspired to send her to the small town of Ashland and eventually to this clinic. She didn't mind the work, but the pay left something to be desired. She often found herself staring at her bills, saying, I'm a doctor, aloud to herself, the words tinted with both desperation and exhaustion. In the past year, she'd started doing private work, under-the-table medical assistance for those who didn't or couldn't use the usual channels of care. It had bolstered her income considerably, but still not enough for her tastes. And then came the offer. The offer! Lisa's focus snapped back to the present. She fumbled with her phone as she pulled it out of her purse, then dialed a few numbers and held it to her ear. One new message. Dr. Whitner, crackled the recorded voice. I hope you had a chance to think over our offer. Call me back with your decision. Doesn't matter when, day or night, just call. Lisa took a deep breath. She had been told to memorize the number. A few button presses later and the phone started to ring. A man's voice answered in seconds. Dr. Whitner. Is this, uh, Dr. Seward? It is. What is your decision, doctor? Her voice quivered. I I'll do it. The samples are yours. Wonderful. Seward's voice sounded as though this outcome had been a certainty. Even at the busiest times in the clinic, Lisa was rarely overwhelmed, but right now, 
She felt like she was trying to stay afloat in the middle of the Pacific. Do I drop the samples somewhere at night? Uh, pass them off to an agent or, or something? Seward laughed. It was an unkind and unsettling laugh. <laughs> no, of course not. You will simply have an appointment with me during the day. Business hours. No one will question it. Okay, so does that mean... VH Labs, Dr. Whitner. Two days from now, 1 p.m. I'll see you then. There was a click at the end of the line. She lowered the phone, unprompted. Dr. Lisa Whitner started to cry. I have to ask, we've, we're now kind of in the thick of it a little bit, and we've gotten some real good horror business going on um, mm. from multiple angles. So I have to know, what horror movie stereotype do you think you are? <gasps> Whether you're... As a character or as a person? As a... <laughs> as a like... You as a person, okay. <laughs> not your character, but, as a but character, you as a person, yeah. what char- What type of character do you think you would be in a horror movie? First kill? Final girl? Mm. One of those in-between kills that people forget about? Like, <laughs> what, uh, you know, what, what works the best for you? I'm out. <laughs> I'm out early. <laughs> and also, I will ask, do you have, like, is there maybe a type of, like, subgenre of horror to you that you think you would be... <sighs> Ooh. Involved in, I'm dead in every single one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not gonna be. I'm not getting away fast. I don't run. Mm-hmm. I gotta just stand there and fight. I can't <laughs> fight. Uh, so I'm gonna cry and then be murdered. I'm that just, sounds familiar. I'm sorry that that's not a fun answer, but I, <laughs> I, no, I that's, that's an it. extremely fun answer. <laughs> wow, I love Tommy. that answer. I don't know. Like I feel. I don't have the gumption to be a final girl. Like, I th- I think I could maybe, if I was really trying, I could make it to about halfway through whatever kind of story it is. Because I feel like I would clock that things were going wrong, right? Because that's part of how the first people die, is that not necessarily often. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know what's going on. Right. So I right. feel like as soon as, like, one friend disappeared on our, like, camping trip... I I would become exceedingly cautious. And, and you wouldn't them. go off and look yeah. for them by yourself. <laughs> no, we would be buddy system in the sense of everyone staying together all the time. Like, um, but it, I'm also doomed. Like, I'm, I'm not making it out. <laughs> that said, if it were like a zombie kind of movie, I, I ain't living because it would be a choice. Because I don't do well in, like, terrifying post-apocalyptic scenarios. <laughs> I need my creature comforts. <laughs> and no, 
it's not worth it once the air conditioning is permanently gone and not reliable i'm just like you know (laughs) what it's been a good ride i guess (laughs) the hot water situation i'm sorry i'm gonna need a shower (laughs) yeah ouch I mean, so, you know, the arrogant part of me wants to say, like, oh, yeah, like, I totally could, like, come up with a good plan to survive any <laughs> of these things. But I, I really think that I'm, like, especially in, like, an, like a like an apocalyptic type scenario. Mm. Like, I think I die off screen. Like, I think I I think I'm 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 too like like before the whole thing starts. Right. Like, I'm one of the initial wave of people that die. Because yep. you're a name that shows up in a newscast somewhere exactly, or something. Exactly. Like a- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just think that I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it seriously enough at the start. Yeah. I think I just think I would be like, no, I think everything will be fine. Because like that's generally my like outlook on things. It's like, no, I think things will be okay. <laughs> and I just get wiped out. Aw. Oh man. I yeah, that's kind of the thing the too. Killer. Yes, I believe that's true. No, that's fair. <laughs> Now, if now if we could if we could if it was more like a a, a psychological thriller, like if we're something yeah. in that vein, I feel a little more confident about my ability to try to figure things out. If it's not mm. like you need to be ready immediately or you're going to get killed by the by the axe murderer. Yeah. If it's more like strange things are starting to happen and like we need to figure out what's going on, maybe I feel like I have a little bit better chance because like I read a lot of like thrillers. And I feel like I do pretty well in figuring things out kind of partway through. So sure. maybe in that maybe in that um, instance, I'd, I'd stick around a little bit longer. If my life is not immediately on the line, maybe I'd stick around. Um, but if it's if I have to fend off threats, like there's no way. <laughs> like one of my favorite movie-going experiences of all time, um, at a film that I have revisited many many times over the years, is Cabin in the Woods. Um, Going to see that completely unspoiled on opening night in a theater that was completely sold out, full of nerds, was just like chef's kiss. It was perfection. Um, and it's the kind of movie where, like, if people haven't seen it, I don't want to necessarily, like, give away the hook of the film. But, like, it is a film that is very, very smart about those tropes and about the ways that they work. And, like, there's there's a certain level of, like, resignation to, like, realizing that, like, yeah... I wouldn't be the one to make it. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> I feel like I, in reality, I would actually be like, so real reality, I'd probably be one of the ones who died absolutely first. The, the <laughs> like best imagining of myself is I'm the like twitchy nerd that's sort of the screenwriter self-insert that dies like yeah, sure. second or third from the end, right? Like absolutely. who's that, that like, who's... You know, either is helping figure out stuff along the way and is warning people mm-hmm. against things, but still ends up dying anyway. Or from the very beginning is like nervous and like, no, shit's going bad. There's stuff wrong. There's stuff <laughs> wrong. And ends up still like, again, dying near the end. Um, those are my best case scenarios. <laughs> well, and I also get very conscious of the fact that like, I, I live inside the beltway around DC such that like DC is an interesting city in that I don't think we'd ever be like the the nexus of the horror event, right? But like especially in a disaster, we're going soon. So like, you know, when the bombs fall, I'm I'm out in that first wave, which is exactly where I want to be. I ain't sticking around for like radiation. <laughs> no, no. Um no. 
But DC would also be the second big metropolitan era, like area to fall in a non like war based disaster. And you would only see like entire DC region like wiped out president on plane and totally safe because mm. that's how that works. That would be like the ticker at the bottom of the screen where I'd be <laughs> in like every other scenario. Yeah. <laughs> this just makes me And feel I would like- be gone immediately because I live too close <laughs> to that to the to the main metropolitan exactly. area. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. This it just makes me feel like everyone should play Fallout 3 video game recommendation for folks because that's set, that's <laughs> set in post-apocalyptic DC. That's the whole thing. Gotcha. So it's like it's fun to visit areas that you hey. know but that are completely wiped out, <laughs> like uh, yeah. infested with ghouls. Um, hey, the Air and Space <laughs> Museum would not be crowded for once. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> true. All right, well, um, we have a big reveal to get back to. I think oh. so. Let's oh. uh, get back to the horror. We just had um, successfully gotten into VH Labs, um, but at what cost as we see Kurt kneeling covered in blood over the body of a security guard and Marion and Evie standing there over him um, as he has just come out of his vampirics feeding state. His frenzy. And Marion has just asked, uh, how could you, Coach? Could you? So I think the Coach Stevens that you know, the Coach Stevens that you've been, you know, that Marion has been around a little bit more than Evie, but that, that Evie also, you know, even from 20 years ago and from today knows pretty well. He's like, you know, I, even in these difficult situations, he's like generally pretty optimistic. He he kind of has like a, 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 a like a bit of a stuttering way of talking. He doesn't sound like the smartest guy in the world, but like, you know, generally good natured. I think all of that goes away when he responds to Marion. He's much more specific. He's much more careful with his words. He speaks a lot more slowly. And he says, because I had to, because you're in danger. He looks over at Evie because you're in danger because this town is in danger. He wouldn't have let us in if I hadn't. And we need to be in here. We need to destroy the queen. We need to get that bug out of you. It was the only way. Early in that, Marion drew her the knife that she had her hand next to. Uh, yeah, that- I will say that when Evie rolled up, she immediately said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I, in what universe do you murder someone and cover yourself in their blood fucking vampire that is not necessary that is not what we have to do there are other fucking ways how many people have you killed recently oh my fucking god that wasn't the answer (laughs) coach how many people in general in the list in the i don't know how I don't know anything about who you are. I don't know if you're some fucking ancient evil demon creature or if, I don't know, maybe you got turned on a recent trip to Palm Springs. I don't know fucking shit about you. The first option is closer to the truth. Oh, my fucking Christ. It would be very difficult for me to count the people I've killed over thousands of years. (laughs) Jesus! <laughs> is that Emily saying Jesus? Both. Is that... <laughs> Easy is Preserved so fucked up for too his by, age. 
by Marion's outburst too that she's even in a situation <laughs> where she would be like pretty aggressive I think she's just like letting Marion handle this shit like, not a silver fox because he's an immortal demon spawn <laughs> I did what I thought was best I have not killed anyone else since I have lived here that's great what a comfort what a comfort to us all the citizens of Ashland, Illinois, thank you. He kind of, he kind of, he smiles at the, at the sarcasm. <laughs> I think he's, I, I think he's, I think he's just kind of recently starting to really understand sarcasm. So I think he's, um, oh <laughs> I think he, I think he's like happy that he, un, that he's in on the joke a little bit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like I said, I did what I thought was necessary but I also understand your reaction. And he turns and attempts to run deeper into the building. Oh, fart. Um, that's an Emily <laughs> statement. That's not Mary. <laughs> I just want to be clear. <laughs> God, fucking damn it. We got the fucking no. doctors back at the door. I don't... Uh, Mary, what the fuck? What are we, I she's don't gonna fucking come know. Here. She's going to fucking see this shit? That's not great. I don't, but we need her. We need her. Um, Fuck. He doesn't know where he's going. He's just running into this building. <laughs> and Fuck. Room closet. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Fuck. I knew there was, see, fucking, I knew there was something right. fucking weird. Oh, you were right. I'm just going to say it on the record to the Thank universe. You. Oh my fucking God. Evelyn Jesus. Unger was correct. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's okay. what I keep um, saying. I'll never doubt again. Um, Marion, your phone goes off with the notifications. Now? <laughs> yes. Can I? Can I? Am I? Is it safe to assume that you don't? That neither of you chase after me? Yeah, I'd like to know what what is I'm the response. I'm on the cusp. I'm on the cusp of going. I don't know what to do. Evie, you get the doctor. I'm gonna uh, chase after our undead fucking friend. Your friend, not fucking mine. I want to. Fair. I can. <laughs> Legit. Do you check okay, your Marianne's phone out of curiosity? Because you feel it buzz. No, not yet. Okay. I can't. All right. I gotta run. Go. Sounds good. I'm gonna go back for Dr. Selter. Okay. You go back to the door and open it. Uh, Dr. Selter's not there. Fuck. Gosh, damn it. I'm, can I just do like a, a very cursory, like I'm not trying to go a full investigation. Like I just, I'll, if there's any sign of where she went. Yeah. You look around and it's not clear oh to you. Oh my God. Fuck. Fuck. Shit. I'm not even, I'm just not even going to do the sight thing, which is always my thing. I, I, she's just going back. She's just going back. And if Marion's not there, if Marion started running, then she's doing her best to run after. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kurt, what is your goal here? You are just running into the building. Do you have a particular thing you're trying to do? Or are you just trying to run away? I'm trying to, I'm trying to escape Marion and <laughs> trying and to then regroup at some point, because I, I feel like. He took he took a second to attempt to see if she wouldn't attack him. Mm -hmm. He felt like she would, mm -hmm. and so he's trying to run. Okay, I will say that you start running into the building now. VH Labs is a fluorescent corporate building hell. And it is built in such a way that it is extremely confusing. 
where to go. Hallways lead into rooms that connect to other hallways. There are through rooms. There is a large interior wall that seems to like block off a section of the building. You get lost very quickly. The okay. issue here is that you were covered in blood <gasps> and yep. you continue to leave bloody True. footprints and drip blood as you run. So you can run and get yourself probably very lost in this building. And under normal circumstances, I would say that Marion would have a, very, a, a lot of difficulty following you because yeah. this building is very confusing in the way it's laid out and that she would get lost as well. But I think in this case, both of you will be lost together because she will at least be able to follow the blood trail. Okay. Oh boy, oh boy. He's, he's going he's gonna to attempt and then see okay. what happens. Okay. Um, why don't you do a, just a general act under pressure roll for me? I want to use that to kind of judge if you're able to create distance, enough distance that you have time between you getting lost in this building and her getting to you, or if Makes she sense. catches up to you more, more quickly. Seven. Seven. Marion, I would like you to also make an act under pressure yep. roll. Makes sense. If you beat a seven, you will catch up with Kurt fairly quickly. I got a seven plus one. What? <laughs> okay. So, Kurt, you start running through the halls of this building and you don't really know where you're going. It's being after hours. They do leave a lot of the light sort of dimly lit throughout the building, but there are certain rooms that are dark. It's just hard to kind of figure out where you're going. Um, and you end up in what looks like sort of a conference room. There's a whiteboard um, at the end of it. Um, there's a small conference table. And you ran for just a couple of minutes. Mar you get there and Marion catches up with you almost immediately. You get into the room and like you go basically to the opposite door and try to and you try it. And mm. it's either stuck or locked, you're not sure, but you bang into it and it doesn't give. And then Marion appears in the door you just came through in this conference room. Nope. Sorry. This isn't done yet. Do you fucking turn people? No, I I don't. I, I don't have that type of ability. I was turned, but I, I can't turn <sighs> others. I mean, at least that's fucking something, Kurt. I trusted you. I fucking broke my vows to tell you what I do. And... And you just sat on this because you didn't think it was relevant? Because I didn't have a right to know? Oh no, it was very relevant. And I can't tell you that everything I did was selfless because it certainly was not. Did I appreciate the information that you gave me because it allowed me to survive? Mm -hmm. Yes, I definitely did. But I know this will sound hollow, but the person that you know is me. Hmm. I feel like I don't fucking know you at all. 20 years. 20 years we were pen pals and you didn't happen to mention why I would i when your sole purpose in life is to hunt people like me to perhaps hunt me god damn it it's a fair point i get it i get it okay i get it <laughs> oh and she kind of like kicks <laughs> she kicks like leg of the conference table evie what are you doing right now I'm trying to find a. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I tried to follow uh, I, where I would think Marion was going, which I assume would mean I was also following the blood because I don't know. I mean, okay. I think yeah. I stopped for probably about half a fucking second to like check out that guard, and it was like that's that's I I can't fix that situation. Um, <laughs> but then proceeded. 
All right. Um, you are able to follow the blood. You're not as good as tra- at tracking generally as Marion would be. Nope. Um, but the blood is obvious enough that you it, you take a minute and maybe you kind of focus in once or twice. Just sort of like use your magical senses just to make sure you're generally following the right trail here. So I would say around now you show up at the door of this room as well. Sorry to fucking interrupt. Um, the doctor is gone. She's gone. God damn it. Okay. Great. That's what we needed. That's what we needed. That's perfect. That's a cherry on this fucking Sunday of fun. Um. Marion, your, bo- hey, your Kurt- phone buzzes again. God damn it. Hey, Kurt, don't fucking run off. Give me two shakes, okay? And I'm gonna... He just kind of, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, You're stuck. Like, like, smirks and puts his hands <gasps> up against the, against the wall. Rude. I'll check my phone. Okay. It's messages from Helen. Oh, shit. The most recent one, which is the one you say saw first, because that's the way they're ordered, is just, are <laughs> you there? Um, the one before that that caused those initial buzzes says, um, visions. Dr. Kenwick, danger, old woman, and then another that says, um, other vision, Jairs, attack, soon. I'm sorry, Jairs? Jairs, yes. Um, I, you would actually know, all, you would know Great. what this is. So <laughs> I was going to say Kurt would know, Kurt would know, but actually you would know as well, because Jairs is an institution. Jairs, bait and tackle and things. <laughs> it is a... <laughs> all-purpose sort of like it started as a sporting goods store like 50 years ago it's been in ashland for forever jer jr is who runs it now (laughs) and yeah the that is what you get so okay gotta love the the old t9 texting system with like the total lack of connecting words (laughs) that makes it a little tricky to understand what's happening um yeah i'll type back got it things are complicated working on them okay um so since you know some of us are trying to share things now um there have been more information coming our way um i got uh, kenwick and danger and an old woman and then something about an attack at jairs really soon i don't know all of you jump as there's as um there's an intercom that's on the table (gasps) and it crackles to life briefly, and you hear the voice of Dr. Selter come across the intercom, and she just says, thank you for letting me in, and the <gasps> intercom goes off. Shit. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, no. Did she fool us? I think she oh. did. Oh, no. Oh, I'm mad. Okay. Fuck. God damn it. Okay. So, maybe Kenwick is in danger from the old woman, who is Dr. S- I see old. Would I call her old? Who? Uh, Ed, who? Selter. Selter? Selter. Yeah. S- no, Selter is not. She's like middle-aged, maybe. Is it like, Edna? Is Edna in danger? I don't know. I, want- I, I assume I assume that Kenwick is an old woman. Oh. No, you've heard Kenwick referred to as a him before. You yeah, know that oh. I thought you used he, him. So an, old, yes. so an old woman is in danger from yeah. Kenwick? Question maybe. Mark? This but there's going to be an attack of Jairus trying to figure yeah, this out. This is- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they found Edna. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, but we think something is about to happen at Jairs. Fuck! I don't. <laughs> I don't know but where if we the go. queen's fucking here, the queen's here. But, but the maybe queen the queen is, queen is, is not. Maybe it's not. Here. Selter may have been Fuck. lying. Shit. 
I mean, where where else would a, a a queen beetle like to be other than a bait and tackle shop? Yeah. <laughs> so so I think Kurt, when you say something's gonna happen at Jair's, yeah, he kind of stays in the position that he's in with his arms kind of like back like this mm-hmm. up against the wall and says, "I'm willing to continue to help if you want me to, or if you want to try to finish me off here, feel free." No, I'm I'm very interested in a vampiric shield. I don't know what I don't know what's happening after this is done, but for now you're on our team, buddy boy. You're gonna. How do you feel like eating some bugs? Let's get those teeth of yours into some bug goo. Well, I'll be honest. I'm <laughs> quite full, but I'd be oh, happy to. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> He's what you would call more of a people person. Oh, no. Doesn't Ouch. mean I can't. Doesn't mean I can't bite a bug. Absolutely. I'm walking out of this podcast. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Not that joke. That joke was the limit. Okay. Um, what kind of intercom is this? Is there a way to respond? Is there like a there button? is like a big just like a big old red button in the that's near the center of it that you can press if you want to respond. Sure. Okay. I want to respond, but I don't know what to say. Um, she said, thanks for, for getting me in. Yeah, she said, thanks for letting me in. Yeah. There's still something here that she wants, even if it's not Ugh. what she said. There's still something here that she wants. Yeah. I think we need to find her. Evie gets on the intercom. Good. Love it. <laughs> All right, you stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> You're welcome. What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? Like, what is the, what the fuck? All right. Catchphrase. I would actually, this might sound weird, I but I want you to make an investigate a mystery roll for me. Dr. Ooh. Selter is going to respond to you. <laughs> and your role will determine what else she might end up revealing in her little main mini speech that she might give here. <laughs> her big, her her big bad her villain guy, speech. Uh, yeah. Oh, so mad. I'm gonna trust this lady. We kept her safe from a vampire. Did you though? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Evie did. did. <laughs> What'd you get? You said it was an investigative mystery. Yes, please. Six plus two plus <sighs> one. Nice. Is nine. Very nice. nice. So you do get a question from the investigative mystery list. Um, if you take a look at that list and just say which question you're interested in, I will try to work in something relevant to that. Um, oh no, this is a lot of pressure. I, I will go with, what is being concealed here? Yeah. Here. What is the thing that is here? Yeah, that's really like relevant. Like okay, it. okay. Don't call me stupid. I was the smart one. I was the one who could see the potential of the project. Dr. Kenwick didn't see it. Seward didn't see it. Dismer didn't see it. None of the rest of them saw it. I was the one who could see it. I was the one who knew that if we could genetically combine samples from a creature like a vampire with the rest of the genetics of the insect, we could create something new, something incredible, something that could be used. And then, and then think of the money that we could make from this. Absolutely amazing. Boom, capitalism. Hop back on this fucking intercom. (laughs) Is this being like blasted, by the way, across like the entire- Yeah, you you hear it echo in other rooms, yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. 
no, you are a stupid fucking bitch because this is the exact kind of situation where you know too much. And when this gets going, they get rid of you. They can't afford to get rid of me. Goodbye. Click. Does. So when she mentioned the vampire thing, mm-hmm. it, it, is, is Kurt able to make any connections? He certainly didn't think that he was involved in this at all. Maybe mm-hmm. he's not, but mm-hmm. he didn't think that he was. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm curious whether he's able to make any connections. I would say Kurt does not know for sure, but he has heard a couple of things that he, like, and you don't know, here's the other thing. You don't know how much Dr. Selter has, tell, has been telling the truth previously, how much, right. you know, she's telling the truth now, etc. So it's all a little up in the air, but... When she was accusing Dr. Kenwick of doing this work, she said with the speed with which he got the samples, they would have, she thinks they would have been had to have been sourced locally. She just referenced there being a vampire. You were getting your blood from your local doctor in exchange for tissue samples. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, no. That's no good. All right, let me ask another question. Mm -hmm. Is there anything from what I've seen with the bugs so far mm-hmm. that helps me see a connection between myself and them, like a power that they have or like something that it seems like that's coming from a vampire or from me or from whatever. Uh, I would think the the biggest thing uh, that you would get from them, from what you've seen so far, is strictly speaking their resilience. Um, that they, like, that seems to be a major, like, that would be the big connection that you can see. It doesn't seem like they're necessarily drawn to blood as a thing. Um, although you're not sure, obviously they've fed on people, clearly. Um, but they, their unnatural resilience is not dissimilar to your own. Okay. That's why they can bite so fucking hard. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, just 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 keeps getting better all the time, doesn't it? Doesn't it just? All right, gang, what do we think? Should we head to Jair's? I think that we need to find her first. If she's the master behind mastermind behind all of this, she can she can do all of the things that Kenwick that she accused Kenwick of being able to do, of being able to recreate <sighs> it, of being able to undo anything that we do to stop what's going on. I mean, I can't imagine this is. I mean, this is Lacey. I can't imagine, you know, there is a map that would say, like, you know, queen, insect, demon here. <laughs> but in all of, like, those big kinds of buildings, usually, like, by an elevator or by something, there's a general directory. Mm-hmm. directory. Mm-hmm. Could we look for something like that? Sure. Sure. I will let you look for that. Um, you go and you kind of are, are rooting your way around trying to find the problem is you are struggling to actually even find like an elevator this place is labyrinthine in its construction i will say eventually you find some stairs um leading up to the second floor if you would like there's two floors to the building if you would like to go up to the second floor you can i'm also wondering how hard are you looking for are you looking for anything else outside of looking for her right now? I personally am just looking for a map. Okay. Can someone who has better sharp than me try to do read a bad situation here again? I, Mar- I think Marion would, would be interested because she's getting real twitchy. Like, it's not, sure. she's not used to ignoring, like, calls from from Helen and, and like, stuff from the, 
this act. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's so many threads, too, and I feel like as someone who is used to investigating this type of thing, part mm -hmm. of what I'm sure you have to do is, like, how do I narrow down... Yeah. How do I narrow down to the thing that's actually most important? Where is the biggest threat? Like, what is the... What do I need to zero in on? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, let's see how we do. Um, seven? Seven. Hold one. So you have, what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulner vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? Oof. Um... See, the problem is this doesn't help to narrow my choice, Tommy, because, like, the best way in can be the best way to get to to her. Mm hmm But the biggest threat, is it her or is it what's going on elsewhere? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. And this will direct this. How are you reading the bad situation? What action An is Marion taking? Excellent question. <sighs> Which treads close to my catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> I think it's. A, oh, I'm not gonna say it again. Um, I think that. Um, because here's the thing. I'm actually a little tempted because the last part of my fortunes roll was to be somewhere you're needed just in time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. I wonder if these two things can be combining so that, like, I'm racking my brain for for prophecies to see if there's anything I can think of that might nudge me a little in one direction or the other. Well, I'm wondering whether that last question kind of combines them all, which is what the is victims. the best way to protect the victims, right? Yeah. Like, if we, right. If we consider the, the victims to be, like, the people in this town... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or the world or like what, That's you know, fair. however, however broad the threat is, like, does that question, like, help us kind of narrow it down to both? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's what I, I go with. Okay. So what's the best way to protect the victims? Um, so I will say that there's, as you are running through this building, you see a couple of things. So thing one, um, I, I think this is information that you would come, like, Part of it is that you need to understand who the victims are. Yeah. Um, so at one point as you're running through, you actually stumble into this security office. Mm, handy. And in the security office, there is um, a printout that has been left on a desk. Yeah. Um, that is an email. And I'm going to send <gasps> that to you now. Handouts. Yay. Special things, special things. Security clearances. So I'm going to give you a minute to look over that. Okay. Their domain is vhlabs.com for the, the folks who are interested. <laughs> yes. Send all requests to you. Mm-hmm. It says uh, <laughs> below are employees with elevated security levels. Any active employee not listed here has level one clearance. And then we have lists of names. Yeah. Yeah, Dismer and Seward were the two people mm -hmm. that... that um, Selter just mentioned that mm -hmm. Kenwick yeah. didn't see it, Dismer didn't see it, Sewer didn't see it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Oh, and Leo had higher security clearance than I expected him to I have. know, he's <laughs> also level four with Selter and Kenwick. Level two, there's an East Span Spanberger. Is yeah. that Edna? <gasps> Spanberger. Her name was Spanberger was Edna's last name. Oh my god. Yeah. And her husband's name was like Ernie or, some or something. 
Edna. Is in danger. Or is she we- work? Yeah, she probably <gasps> is in danger. But is she working for them? But no, she probably is the one in danger. Oh, fart. Okay. So you kind of understand that there likely would be the problem here is that you would need to be in at least two locations at once. Yeah. You've been warned of an attack, and this one was a little clearer at Jairs. Yeah. There is something about Kenwick and who, you, and probably Edna is now would be your understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is unlikely that the two of them are at Jairs. It's possible, but you wouldn't know of any reason they would have to be there. So there is danger happening in two different locations, and you have the situation happening here with Ugh. Dr. Selter. I thought this was going to make things clearer. This made it worse. Um, Tommy, can I ask a Monster mm-hmm. of the Week question? Yes. So, as as we know, mm-hmm. there's the old D&D trope of never split the party. Yes. <laughs> In games like Delta Green and Call of Cthulhu and Yellow King RPG, I often encourage splitting the party, right? It's an yep. investigation game. You need, to, mm-hmm. you need to split up to try to gather all the clues as quickly as you can. Where would you say Monster of the Week falls on that scale? <laughs> Um, Excellent question. I, I would say I would say you can split the party if you would like to do that. Um, because now it's still in theory a horror game, so you are exposing yourself to a great deal of danger. Of but um, it is not the sort of like the same sort of like D and D mechanical danger of there. I am now in a situation where it's one versus X number of people. And the action economy means that I'm going to die. So, you know, it's, it, it is not quite that way. So I would say you can certainly split the party if that's what you would like to do. Okay. So I think Kurt would say, it seems as though there are three of us and we are needed in three places. Yep. Ms. Spanberger may need assistance. Something's going to happen at Jair's. And we have the issue of Dr. Selter here at the lab. All of this may be connected to the Queen, or perhaps not. But at the moment, it seems like there are three places that we are needed. I will go where I am needed. My inclination is you've been talking to Edna. You have a connection with her. I like the sound of an attack soon that I can stop, but I don't know. Evie, how do you feel about continuing to try to track down the duck? I think she and I have a real connection. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could sense it in that conversation over the intercom, just like deep mutual respect. Oh, yeah. There's a spark there, I think. (laughs) I'll do whatever you guys think is best. I don't... I think you're right. I'll do it. That's fine. God. And Evie, I know we haven't gotten along <laughs> since you've known me, and perhaps you were the right one, or you were the one who was right all along. But if anyone is going to be able to find Dr. Selter in this maze, this labyrinth of a of an office building, of this of a lab, it's you. Thanks. <laughs> she is That's th- progress. Is... That's progress. That's something. That's huge. That's huge. That's something. She is incredible. Not looking very sure of herself right now, but she's whatever. She trusts she trusts Marion. I think if given more time almost now that she knows that Kurt is like part of the supernatural thing. Like I mean it does change things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um 
but yeah, she's... Evie's got a lot to process too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's nervous. If the queen's here, she's not. Oh god. Okay. She's. I don't you know don't if have she's to fight it. I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so can we can we also take a moment as players to mm-hmm. just talk about? Do we feel like this is the? Do we feel like this is the right path? I think. I mean, I do think it makes sense. I think, like, yeah, like that. That because that's the problem. Like, Jair's attack soon is like. I don't know if catnip is the right word for Marianne, but <laughs> yeah. like that is real hard for her to resist. That preys like precisely on what she likes yeah. to do. So I think she's going to have like, and because like, that's the thing, right? We don't know any more context about that. So I think that that's also the easiest one to be like, well, someone's going to die, but we don't know. <laughs> so whatevs. Um, because yeah, the, the two things with Kenwick and Salter seem to be the most like expedient to the story. But, like, I just don't know that I would just I could justify Miriam not wanting to go after somebody if she can help somebody. Yeah, yeah it makes total sense. I would me. say it would be you would know. And just just to kind of because this of the whole, um, you know, how to protect the victims, etc. I'll just to give you a little more information on the mm. Jer side of things. Um, I mentioned Jer Jr. runs it. He's basically the one always behind the counter. The other reason it's known is it's open 24-7. It's literally, he likes to keep it open all the time. He obviously has other people working for him, so it's not just him there every day, all the time. Wouldn't work. But he's usually there in the evenings and overnight. A lot of times he likes to be the overnight guy. So if you left it, it would be... Jer probably almost certainly being killed by these things. Um, yeah, and he is and whoever, if there were any customers in the store who happened to be there at does, the time, does Jer have a last name? Yes, he does. Hudson. <laughs> you, er, er, uh, excuse me, Kurt. You know Jer. Like everyone yeah. knows of yeah, Jer's. Yeah. You have a very good relationship with Jer. Okay. I mean, yeah. I think I think all of these things are going to eventually lead back to one place. Yeah. So I imagine that if we like, I think we need to overcome these three things, and mm-hmm. then and then they will potentially all lead us back to either one of those places or somewhere else. I think this is the most efficient way to do it. Go ahead, Lacey. Sorry. How far away from town? <laughs> like I said, it's, <laughs> the it's, eternal it's question. probably I'm going to say ten to fifteen minutes from town. I'm asking purely because if they leave and I'm here and let's say best case scenario, you know, I make it out. Yeah. I'm kind of just here. Yeah. You have one car. I don't, here. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. have a car. We do have one car. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was an oversight, perhaps. Even if we but left, I mean, Marion and I would have to. Well, actually that. Oh, no, no, no. You were wearing your armor. So we didn't go back. Yeah. Uh, Marion and Marion and. Uh, yeah, we may have to go together. We may yeah. have to ride together at least for a ways. At least for a bit, yeah. And like, I don't know, maybe on the way is the diner and like Marion could get back to her own car. Well, maybe if I survive it, I'll, I can use magic somehow. I don't know. We'll see. Just like I levitate guess, over the tail. Oh, cr- <laughs> I mean, you know, I keep looking at uh, do one thing that is beyond human limitations. That's so, true. I mean, it was just, I'll think, you know, I'll cross that bridge if I ever come mm. to it. I also have a suspicion that it, that that all 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 roads may lead back to where you are, and yeah. so we may we may return. Absolutely, return to my corpse. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I am terrified. I respect what Thomas said about like it is not as terrible a thing to split the party, but like, oh boy, <laughs> you're a monster hunter. Come on, yeah. I, I'm most worried for Lacey because yeah. uh, just, you're I, a monster I, hunter, and I'm a monster. So <laughs> I'm just a baby. <laughs> yeah. 
I think you can handle I just, it. But I just wanted to talk to ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna find you like in a weird bubble of like your weird dark magic, just like surrounded by totally. something terrible. But and you're if like, you have to do that, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm and I'm out of luck. Oh God. Oh well, you know. Seems, <sighs> seems go, fine I'll, to me. <laughs> yeah. I'll go out with a bang. It's I guess. Fine. Do you have any harm? Two. Ooh. Ooh. I'm afraid okay. to use, I keep thinking like, what if I use magic? But like, what if I use magic and I screw it up? So yeah, therein lies right. our danger. Oh, well, it'll right. be fine. What's Even the challenges? I think the, I think the plan is that, um, <sighs> is that Evie is going to continue searching for Dr. Selter and whatever's going on at the lab. Um, yeah. and that Marion and, um, Kurt are going to drive to the salt and pepper diner, drop Marion off to get her car and then go their separate ways. Okay. I love commuting logistics as, right. as a part of the story. <laughs> but too. it has to be. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the two of you rush out, and you are, I will say, as part of the, sort of the successful, like, general role that you made relating to um, reading a bad situation, yeah. that you are able to get back out. You, and you sort of... Great come back across the blood tracks at one point yeah. and you're like okay the opposite direction follow of where them. we were going before follow yep. and you get back out to the front um and that leads you out uh to the car get in and drive off um evie you are still in here looking oh. around for the doctor um uh so i think let's start with um kurt you and marion okay <laughs> Lacey takes a big the breath, car. like, <laughs> it's not <laughs> I thought it was with... about to go to Evie. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to let her dangle and torment here for a little bit <sighs> before we get to her. Happening. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Thanks. So you get to your <laughs> via, you drive back, and it takes you, I mean, you tear through the town. It's 2.30 in the morning now? Yeah. Three? Um, and you get there, you may even blow a couple of lights getting there, and you get there in like eight minutes. They're doing um, a blinky thing at this point. Mm-hmm. They're not like yeah, regular stoplights. That's right. Can we do a little bit of a scene in the car? Absolutely. As, as Kurt is is driving. Yes, absolutely. Do you let Kurt like drive? Do you get in the front seat with him? Yeah. Like I think she just automatically does it, and then kind of thinks like, oh. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, and I'm still like covered in blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have like a t-shirt in the back, buddy? <laughs> yes, I'll change before I go inside, Marion. I'm sorry. There's a million other things I could say, but I'm sorry. I get it. It makes sense. I I can completely see the logic of why you wouldn't speak up. But I don't know it. I'll be I'll be honest. I don't know what to fucking do. Kurt, I've killed vampires before. I know you have. I don't. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty. It's a pretty easy line to say like oh. Something killing things. Gotta take it out. And I wasn't expecting that to be you. I didn't I didn't see this one coming. You know, it's funny, right? Oracular society. And nobody was like, oh, by the way, like one of your closest friends is is somebody that eventually you might have to stop. No one mentioned. That's funny. I'm gonna have to see somebody about that. I don't think they know because if they did, they would have told you. Yeah. I've been running from the society for a long time. Can I make you a deal? Her eyebrows go up high? What is it? If we're able to stop this, stop whatever it is that's going on, I'll let you chase if you'll give me a head start. God damn. 
Yeah, that's fair. All right, then I don't think Kurt says anything else for the rest of the eight-minute drive and just pulls into the salt and pepper diner. Ouch! (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Kurt. Yes. You get in your car and you pull up and take the short ride up to Willow Tree Lane, um, just across from the Greenman house. You open your door and you go up to presume. I assume. Are you going up to the yeah. door? And, okay. And you try. Yeah. It. The only the only thing I wanted to do yes. before that potentially was. Absolutely. Is there anybody in the Salt and Pepper Diner other than um, the waitress? Um. There's like maybe one other person there right now. Okay. I want to go inside mm-hmm. and use the bathroom and change clothes. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I will say you can kind of like not sneak, but. There's so few people there that you can kind of quickly duck in and get into the to the bathroom. If anybody notices, I'll try to use mental dominion over them to try to get them to ignore it. Okay. All right. You do so. You change. You come back and get into your car. You drive over to Edna's. Door opens. You go over and you try the door and you hear Edna. Who's there? Who Who is it? Edna, it's it's me. It's Mr. Stevens. It's It's Kurt. Is everything okay? Mr. Stevens, you, please come in quickly. And she comes and you hear the door unlock and she opens Edna? it. He's in, I, I was able to trap him in my basement. Please, you have to come quickly. Edna, who? It's that doctor, that Dr. Kenwick. He's here. Fuck. Edna, lead the way. Okay. She goes and she leads the way and she stands at the top of, um, like stairs down and down it into a basement. It's like stairs that go down and then there's a door down at the bottom. And she stands there and she goes, please, he's down there and I don't want to go. And I was just able to get away from him. Can I try to read a bad situation? Yes. (laughs) How does an old lady have someone locked in her basement? I don't, I don't like it. I don't (laughs) like it. (laughs) Oh no. This is not a good role for me, by the way, (laughs) as, as I've mentioned, but I rolled an eight. All right. What does it look like for you reading a bad situation? Are you kind of like taking a second, like pausing and like looking around? What's I think, the? I think I'm trying to, you know, it, we we Tommy, you and I talked about my my minus one to sharp mm-hmm. is not a is not a lack of brain power so much as it is I have such a long memory and so many experiences that I have hard time kind of reading particular situations because That's I've cool. experienced so many that it's hard for me to kind of catalog them quickly. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be a little slower. Like if, if you gave me two weeks to research something, I'd be great at it. <laughs> but I think the flip side of that is that I have a sense of, I've experienced everything there is to experience. And so I feel like I can get a sense of whether someone is leading me into a trap All right. or not. So mm. what would you like um, to ask from these questions then? I think what's the biggest threat? Okay. So you are standing at the top of these stairs that lead down and you take a breath and you look around and yeah, this seems very off to you. There's no sign of a struggle. The house looks normal. There's also the door down at the basement. If there's someone trapped down there, which maybe there is and maybe there isn't, it's not like they're banging on the door and yelling to get out. There's There's no sound from down there. This situation is not right. Okay. And so now we're at the base of the stairs. She kind of pushes herself up against the wall and and kind of asks me to go first. Yes. I'm picturing the door on my left side, so on her right side. Mm -hmm. um, We're kind of facing each other. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reach out with my left hand, 
kind of keeping my body facing hers Mm -hmm. and try the handle. Okay. Is it unlocked? It is. Okay. And I'm going to start kind of like opening the door, Mm -hmm. but then I'm going to leap at her. Okay. (gasps) And try to bite her. Okay. (gasps) All right. All right. Um, I will say that what we, the order that this goes in is you try the door and you push it slowly open and she's like facing you so you're looking at each other yep. and out of the corner of your eye as the door swings open you see a body chained to a <gasps> pole <gasps> yep and Edna looks at you as you clearly notice this and as just before you lunge into attack the only thing that she kind of gets out is Sorry, Mr. Stevens. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Edna. Not my bestie, How Edna. you? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Good. That's rude. Lord. Wow. This podcast was created using Monster of the Week, written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. It is based on an original adventure written by Tommy Witty. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at N-O-M-G Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or at nomgpodcast.com. To support us on Patreon, please visit www.patreon.com slash nomgpodcast. podcast.